right, uh, welcome to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. This is your only host, Connor McCabe. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I'm that I'm hosting this <laughs> by myself. I'm a lone wolf out here. Uh, nay, if I could remember the character from this game that I want to refer to, mm. who's a wolf. S- wolf? Sniper wolf? Sniper wolf. I'm, snipe- I'm a sniper wolf. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, um, the it sounds like the movie Call Me By Your Name for a reason, um, because what I wanted to do was bring on guests for each episode. What I'll do is bring on a special guest. We're going to talk about a game that is special to them, one that they love for a particular reason, uh, maybe to discuss a little bit of when they played it, why they played it, what makes it stick out in their mind and like and why that was special to them specifically um so we are i am gonna press a quick button right here (laughs) Here. that's okay i i think i had tried to turn off the ac earlier but (laughs) i i did not do it remember how it went off yeah that was me um anyway uh bringing on a guest to talk about a special game to them um my guest today is none other then Mr. Mikey Stevens. Welcome, friend. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. And based on that music, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the game Tetris. <laughs> no, obviously. Uh, we're Mikey. I asked you to come on this podcast, yes. and mm-hmm. the game, and you wanted to discuss Metal Gear Solid. That is correct from the PlayStation One. Yes, awesome. Uh, before we, I want to. I I will dive into and just touch on a little bit of like the game's history and context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But before that, uh, let's hear a little bit about you. Okay, if, who who are you? Who am I? I mean, I know everything okay. about you, but. <laughs> But what do you what do you want to say about yourself? Introduce yourself to this audience. Uh, I am Mikey Stevens. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm a comedian uh, living in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm a dream. I'm pursuing my dream. And you are a dream, to be honest. Oh man, it was a this, that was a slip. But you are a dream. This dang guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Uh, That's I, helpful. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask where you're from. You grew up in yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how long have you lived in LA? Five years cool. now. Yeah. yeah. I thought I had you beat, and I do. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 an Angelino now, though. I feel you are. like I'm like uh I'm, fr- I'm this is home. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Uh, I might and it helps a lot now that I go home. To where I'm from, which is Modesto, California, and I will go there and truly not remember where some stuff is, which I never thought would happen. Mm. And that's when I'm like, me not remembering my hometown is right. when I'm like, yeah, I am an Angelina <laughs> now. <laughs> it's official. Right? Whether or I not. I forgot where the store was. Exactly. <laughs> Has nothing to do with my relationship with LA, but I, it's what I choose to describe yeah, it as. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, that's wonderful. Thank, that's a, you know what? You passed the test. Oh, God. You, you, I felt like it was a test and I felt like, oh shit, I'm going to fail. And so thank you. You just relieved a lot of tension. Hey, absolutely. Thank you. No problem. You thank yourself because you passed on Thanks, your own, man. Thanks. on your own merit. Um, the game we're going to talk about today, like we, I think we, oh yeah, we already said Metal Gear Solid for mm-hmm. the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about just briefly about the game history and context and 
literally whatever you if you know anything else you want to share share anything that's fun for you um it's a this game was uh developed by konami and released on the playstation in 1998 uh it's directed produced and written by famed video game director hideo kojima um who of course went on to do all the you know the sequels for the metal gear series Mm -hmm. as as and also an upcoming game, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Which, uh, which we don't know what the fuck that's gonna be. No, all we know <laughs> is we know Norman Reedus and like and and an embryo are in that game. <laughs> that is literally what we know. Yeah. <laughs> those are the two facts. Which, for those of you out there, those are your two checkboxes for yeah. like content. Norman well, Reedus. Does it got a fetus? <laughs> Check. <Nah. laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, a game for me. <laughs> that that th- that checks the box and so does uh the Matrix movies where they're like those little where you are they're fetus. They, you are a fetus. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. I don't know why that image came to my head. Uh yeah, we're gonna talk about this game. Um this game also helped popularize the stealth genre of video games. I would say defined. Defined. I would go as far as to say defined it. That's I would say. I think you're probably in the you're in the majority there. Yeah. Was this, this was I mean the first game to not only as far as I know, do this, but do this at so well. Yes. Yeah. Like just and like we were talking about earlier when we did the video portion, mm-hmm. and b- because I already know, I know it's early in this podcast's life, but everyone who does this know that knows that we do a video portion, right? To every game, everyone knows it. Yes, for every episode, we're doing a video portion. Mikey and I uh, recorded that already. It's really just Mike, Mikey going around the f- the first little part of the snow level, yeah, yeah. and uh, getting into the base, but. That was something we kind of talked about was how well the game feels and plays today. Yes. So still. It still does. It's the benchmark, man. Uh, I think uh, I, you know, it's like a, a shock to me that I uh, don't, I don't really love stealth games otherwise. Like mm-hmm. if it, like, or, or I should say like I've tried some others um, that aren't Metal Gear um, that I'm like, this isn't it. What this I doesn't feel. I'm having trouble even thinking of other stuff. Well, you games. got your Splinter Cell. Um, oh, you, you know what I mean. Uh, Does you he have, have like three goggles? Yes, yes, exactly. Does he have the three, three eyes. Three, or is that just three lights? It's three like lights. Three, uh, <laughs> I think they are goggles. Yeah, and it's like, uh, um, yeah, because he's you know in the darkness. Um, you, there, there. It's not to say that there aren't other good similar games i would i would say like a game like hitman is in Mm. your stealth um like window uh i think uh um thief if you ever played thief um but the difference i think with metal gear is there's like a healthy amount of action too Mm -hmm. there's there's uh it's not just that so i think that's where sometimes where people just lean so heavily on like just tied through the whole game yeah. and i'm like that's kind of fun yeah but it's like because it like that's done so well in metal gear and it's just one element of mm-hmm. this game it's like so good that makes sense to me having not played a lot of stealth games like you said this game gets out of those moments mm-hmm. and those when you do break out of the stealth parts of those moments those i like the stealth part it's fun to be good yeah but the most at least the most enjoyable parts were when you find a new boss or right. when you have to like 
use your missiles to go down a hallway. Sure. So yeah, maybe that's what it makes a good stealth game is like the that balance. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. huh. We just and cracked the code. Call us up, Hideo. <laughs> I know you're not, uh, maybe not doing yeah, Metal Gear. Games good luck anymore. with Death Stranding. We're just gonna crap on him. This whole <laughs> no, no, he's great. Sorry, we we he's love incredible. you. We respect you. We do. Um, so you came on to talk about Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember how was this? Was the PlayStation your first console, or did you have a console before? That? I did have a console before it, but I will say the PlayStation felt. Uh, like it was mine and I okay. say that in I grew up um, I have four siblings I grew mm-hmm. up uh, closely with two of them um, gotcha. we we're the closest in age so I have an uh, older brother that I grew up with and a, a sister that I grew up with mm-hmm. and everything you know you share you share everything so we had a Nintendo we had an NES classic um, and then we didn't have another system until PlayStation so I was playing Nintendo straight up Nintendo until PlayStation but when PlayStation came out my brother was like in the process of uh moving out mm-hmm. of the house uh so it was just me and my sister my sister didn't really give a shit about video games so yeah my my dad got the system again like for all of us but it became but, it became your boy's system you yeah. know what i'm saying those like, are the best kind of gifts yeah. where it's like hey this isn't just for you this is for everybody or right. this is for the family but you know yes who's going to get the most enjoyment out of that this fool doesn't know he just bought that for me <laughs> dad's such a fool oh, uh dad yeah but uh that so that that was like a i had a i had a I had a more intimate relationship, let's say, yeah. where like the and, and Nintendo was a multiplayer console. Yeah, I, I played it with my brother, played it with my sister. We what had were good times. Play? Were you playing like the Mario Brothers? Games? I mean, like even if we were playing single player games, yeah. it was with the three. You know what I mean? We would take turns, hand the controller off. That's uh, special. And you know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, like, um, it wasn't my first, but it really did feel like, oh, this is yeah. mine for the first time. Definitely uh, sounds like you felt a sense of ownership over yeah, it too. Was, yeah. was that a pretty quick drop off? Where, where and also, how did you get this PlayStation? Was this like a Christmas thing? Was it like no, th- one day I it's PlayStation so. time? I think so. I think it was like a Christmas gift. I don't fully recall. Um, it certainly wasn't like a you know a personal birthday gift. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more like a. Um, a gift yeah, to yeah. The, for Mikey's birthday. Here's a PlayStation for all the for kids. For all of you. <laughs> That's not too far off no. uh, for my, my family, actually. But uh, yeah, no. So it did kind of like, it did just kind of materialize from one of those holidays. Um, that, that that's how half of my memories are. Yeah, stuff. It's yeah. like you know, one day it was it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a few games, mm-hmm. and my but my brush with this game talked a little bit about this in the video game portion, yeah in, in the play portion but was i had this on demo i had a demo of metal gear and i don't even know like no one will understand the joy mm. of getting a damn demo game yeah and then just the frustration of <laughs> only being able to play to a point yeah and loving that game so goddamn much you start the whole demo over and play it again. Wow. And I did I did that so many times with this game. Uh right until you get to the the uh DARPA chief mm-hmm. in the cell. That ends the demo. You get to you actually you get to hear the whole speech. Oh wow. <laughs> you get to that's, hear That's a smart idea. Yeah. I think that's cool. I mean 
getting to that point would have made a cool demo anyway. But then that moment with him mm-hmm. was the first time that I feel like I, because for the listener, I, if you've, because you're watching the video portion, I yeah. know you've seen it. Of course. But for those of you who were listen, listening to music while you watched us play, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which there's none Get of you out there. those ear pods out of your Come on. ears. Uh, and, uh... You'll know that I, this is my first playthrough, I, I'm not going to task myself every episode with playing through the game or knowing the game as intimately as my guest sure, sure. like um i happen to know donkey kong country super well when we did the episode with l mm-hmm. this is far different but anyway playing through that this part in the game my first playthrough i think that's a really good part to leave off at yeah because it gives you the gravity of what's going on oh, and man. then the dude has uh like <laughs> what is classified as eyes in front of your eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh uh, yeah quite the cliff cliffhanger and um they, it worked as it far as demos are concerned i was just like i gotta have this game like and i got to play this game it hooked that's the best kind of demo and yeah. demos were different back then where you had to obviously have the physical disc or the cartridge or whatever it was a physical disc i don't and even I, think they did nintendo 64 demos because cartridges were so expensive right i would only get like I remember being an, a Nintendo Power subscriber. <laughs> um, I didn't have to say it like that. No, you did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I was obligated. You, They sent VHS tapes. And I remember getting a VHS That's highlighting insane. like do, the new Donkey Kong 64. But that wasn't even a demo. It was just like a video. A trailer. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, That's um, crazy. Man. Yeah, that makes sense, though. They're not going to like crank out a, a cheap cartridge. No, for like a small <laughs> gameplay. Yeah. Was... The, do you remember, and this isn't, we don't have to dive into this too much, but the demo disc that you had, was mm-hmm. it like, were there more demos on there this? There were. There were a couple other games on there. I wish I could um, remember what the other games, because it just dwarfed in comparison. Yeah. I feel like they were nothing games. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe there was something else fun, but that was, I played that demo over and over mm-hmm. and over and over, and it was just the opening uh, that opening sequence of him getting in and, and getting to the chief. Yeah. Uh, incredible wow yeah um did you uh and so because this ended up being like your console the playstation one by the time you got this game this game came out in 1998 Mm -hmm. in the in in the united states um do you remember so you had the demo did you get it immediately or is this something you had to like fight to get the game with your parents Uh, you're like uh nah because that ain't flying (laughs) that shit didn't fly no uh this was something that i borrowed oh from a friend uh because because you really had to earn your way to this game yes uh because like i couldn't just go to my pops and be like Mm -hmm. dad you gotta get metal gear you know he's like get the get the fuck out of here so uh this is my home yeah get you got you already got parappa the rapper get you just wrap it up you know what i mean fair dad (laughs) fair fair fair. you're right um but no i borrowed this uh from a friend um who i believe his name is nathan gidney if i remember i think it was from my friend nathan we do a lot Um, of shout outs on this podcast shout out nathan gidney if you're listening man shout out uh thank you bro thanks for for lending me the game but uh I believe I traded him something. I think it was like, I don't remember. No, another hot one. It was like Twisted Metal. It was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was like in PS currency. Yes. Like, I also don't think he kind of knew what he ha- had. Oh, like, Nathan, I you knew, fool. I knew. Like, I think he, I think he, yeah, like, like had played it and, yeah. and, like, didn't beat it. But, like, 
I sat with that goddamn demo and was like, this is this worshiping is it game. This changed <laughs> gaming forever for me. Like this was like a turning point, I think, for me also. Like I'm now a gamer. Mm-hmm. Like there was something about it that just clicked where I was like, oh, I'm like passionate about like I, I recognize this as like this is like an artistic expression. Mm-hmm. This video game's not a video game anymore. This yeah. is like a work of art to me. Oh yeah, uh, that I that I'm getting to experience uh, just from the demo. So truly, Nate, give it up. Oh, give me that. Give me that whole game. That man, that trading games. I don't know if I did a lot of game trading, but I did a lot of game borrowing, mm-hmm. and I lend it lended a few games growing up. Uh, one of my friends always had more games than I did, and yeah. newer games. Sure, if I would occasionally get a game when it came out, but that was not every game. Right. So I remember that being a big part of my access to two games, mm-hmm. especially if you didn't have a system. It was going to your friend's house and playing this. Right. Um, yeah, just such a such a little interesting window to what it was like back yeah. then. Yeah. Now, now we have just like such a surplus. Of yeah. Not of course we have a surplus of games. There's exponentially more games now than there were totally. when we were growing totally. up. Totally. But you can also like. Uh, like as everyone knows, go on an eShop or a PlayStation store. Yes. And just download something really quick. Totally. Or even this game for me, spend thirty dollars at a GameStop and get a PlayStation Classic because mm-hmm. nobody buys them. Mm-hmm. Um I think yeah. it's still there's still a place for it in like the uh the game you um hover over in the eShop. Yes. If that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. As far as like gifting someone a game. It's like if I know that you've like been like, yeah, I keep going to the eShop, and but I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars for mm-hmm. it. Then your birthday comes up, and I get you that game, oh. and you're like, oh man, you know what I mean? There's still such a delight, I think, and room for the physical copy and trading. Totally. Uh, forget for for that, but it's like such a specific thing because if I want a game now, I get it. I don't. I don't waste time. Like, yeah. I want this. There's I, nothing holding you back. It. Right. Like, all you have to do is either A, be cool with spending the money on a game, or B, be like, yep, I guess I'll put this on a credit card yeah. and not think about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, so we we know how you like came about this game and found it. Um, what... And we there's a little bit about playing through this game that really stuck out to me. A lot about this game that really stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of one thing I want to talk about are the cutscenes. Yes. And I want you to be able to like talk about what you think is special about this game. Sure. But we touched on it. Yeah. And it did ring a bell with me. Um, the cutscenes in this game are really good, and they're expansive. There's one cutscene in the game where it lasts so long. I think. You know, you press like um, start or like start, whatever the, yeah, I've got it right here, PlayStation 1 controller. You press start and you can zoom, like skip it. Mm-hmm. There's one cutscene, the first one with Hal Emmerich, the doctor, yeah. or Octacon, whatever his name, yeah, yeah, his yeah. nickname is, where you have to press start five or six times to get to the whole cutscene. Mm-hmm. It's like 40 minutes long or so. Right. Um, that said, they were really cool and they stuck out to me. Yes. Anything you wanted to like say about those in particular or Yeah, I mean a little bit I think uh we have departed from the time of um cutscenes being a treat. Yeah. They really, really <laughs> were though at that time. And this game 
uh, for me, uh, was playing a movie. You're playing a movie, and so when you get to these extended cutscenes, it was just like, what a treat. Yeah. I, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to, for half an hour, I'm going to watch this thing unfold. Uh, I loved it um so much yeah yeah it's yeah. really cool uh something like this and th- and again this is something i barely this is very interesting for me to like dive into and discuss because my history with this game is less than a week old uh and i and i'm aware of hideo kojima as a game creator as a director um but not I'm not well versed. I don't know a ton about him. I watched a 10 minute YouTube video today on his life. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to hear some like American guy make a YouTube video in 2013 about him. But him coming from a film background and I feel like that really shows itself in these cutscenes. In the whole, the storytelling of the game in general, I feel like that really stuck out to me. Yeah. I also, this, uh, in the cutscenes, something that stuck stuck out to me, like, Cutscenes and to me, they only existed in RPGs. Yeah. Um. Uh, up up until for, for my whole experience, really, like a cutscene was like an RPG cinematic thing, and the graphics were way different. Oh yeah. Than the game you were playing. This, to my memory, was the first time where they were using the sprites from the game in the cutscenes, yeah. and that I remember at the time b- being mind blowing. Uh, where I was like what like uh because i was so impressed by the graphics and you know what i mean like yeah. i was like yeah why would you don't need to mm-hmm. these graphics are incredible yeah just yeah. use the uh use the you know use the actual gameplay right um but yeah now that i think that's like a um an easier selling point now because of the progression of graphics mm-hmm. but at the time like it was the first time i saw a game kind of be that bold and yeah be like we're so cutting edge we're so there's just so many choices like that in this game in yeah. general across the board um I, I that was one thing obviously that stuck out to me playing through this game for the first time were how solid i thought the cutscenes were uh and any the games that i was playing at that time didn't have it there are cutscenes even in like oh we were talking earlier about ocarina of time but that game they're not near as well finessed even like the camera angles that they use the camera movement sure um the expression the voice act then there's voice acting in this game yeah thankfully so playstation good. had discs so it could hold this amount of information yeah, yeah. um but yeah i just thought the cutscenes and stuff were really really cool yeah um so we we got to play th- obviously played this game a little today unfortunately it, it, it we didn't let you you didn't have the opportunity to like play through the whole thing and really soak it in yeah. like you do when you replay have you replayed this game within the last handful it, of no, years god it's been so long <laughs> yeah. uh but we did play the demo we did we, we played, literally played through the demo uh, which is perfect yeah which is incredible um did you looking back at it today is there anything that like stuck out to you even just like in the limited amount of time that we got to play it or was it like no? This is pretty much how it f- how I remember it feeling back then. Or you're like no? Now that I've had such a breadth of experience with games, now this stuck out to me. Anything like that? Hmm. And no is a perfectly acceptable answer. No, I'm. Not, I I think it's like it's like a tough thing to to say because there are things, but it's mm-hmm. like um, there's something so impressive to me, like. 
like like creating a game like this being limited yeah that i think is hard to critique almost because it's like um god i mean game budgets now are like yeah insane billions Uh you know of dollars where it's like um i think that sometimes can hold them back Mm -hmm. or or you know it sets such a high expectation or something um where it's like um yeah, playing it again today where I'm just like, damn, given the fact that they could only do so much, they did everything they yeah. could. Like, that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, like, as that wall expands further and further, where it's like, we expect more, we know you have this huge budget, that is so hard to hit that target now. That's, like, kind of unquantifiable. Like, I don't even know how to define it yeah. exactly, but it's like, I felt like they, I was like, Playing it again today, uh-huh. I'm just like, you did every, you guys did everything you yeah. could with this engine, with the with the system, graphically, like, it still looks as good as it possibly could. It still feels as, like, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, I'm such a harder critic, yeah. naturally. Even, like, we'll, be, because we're in a, we're in a little gamers group, we don't call it that, but uh, with on the video games and comedy show, all the people sure. we do that podcast with, we're obvious, we're often talking about games in our text thread. New games are coming out. There were a bunch of releases this week, um, specifically for Switch, but also for other consoles. And yeah, I remember we were, I think it was Jeremy, someone, I don't want to, maybe I'm wrong talking about Jeremy here, but he maybe I think it was Jeremy who expressed that he was like, I love a Super Mario 64 type game. But a hat in time just didn't do it for me, mm. and it's like it, it just it reminded me exactly the point you're making, which is like our standard for games are so high, but you also know when it hits that sweet spot. Yeah, and this game does feel like it it does both of those things, where it not only created it's basically created a genre for itself, right? Um, it but it was so it felt feels so well rounded and it's not like they missed out on anything really it's not yeah. like there's anything about this game at least that maybe you and if you feel differently let me know but cuz i've just had such a limited experience with it but it didn't feel like there was a lot that's like well you know this game's great but there's this thing about it that sucks like the old mar like if you were to be like yeah the first super mario brothers game is great but like you got to play it all in one sitting type of thing totally it and also it's like but I'd rather play three. Yeah, like exactly. I just would. You know, exactly. what I mean? like I truly like. Uh, it's not that it's a you know bad game, but like three's better. A hundred percent. Fight me on it. Yeah, I won't. I won't be the one. I won't. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, but someone might. But um, th- that's it's like a it's like an interesting thing because I think certain things in the series have gotten better, but mm-hmm. one is still the benchmark for me. Yeah, like it's still so good yeah and um you're it's weird um uh on the same idea that we've been talking about it's like we expect games to new games like new iterations on this series or new iterations of the zelda games sure to not to like satisfy kind of a couple areas not only like exactly what we want and what we're looking for out of a game but also surprise us and be different and special. And that 
like middle air that middle ground like when those circles can overlap what do you call that a venn diagram venn diagram yeah yeah we're about <laughs> graphs on this podcast <laughs> math <laughs> we're educated uh this is the graphs port we do have a graph segment every every episode of the show jeremy i've just decided jeremy schmidt is producing this podcast he's gonna he's gonna be here for every episode i've just decided that i'm gonna pitch uh, segments uh, on every episode. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. pitched a few good ones last That's time. That's a good one. So this is going to be the graphs one. <laughs> and But I feel like that middle ground where, yeah, you can satisfy, of course, like the your audience and people, new people playing the game, but also surprise and be inventive and sur- yeah. is like, like what Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild, I feel like was a miracle mm. because... Zelda games have been criticized for so long for being so linear or being the same, basically linked to the past since it came out, just in a different shell. Right. Um, and it's just a tough task for video. Game it is. It in is. General. And I don't think, as far as the franchise is concerned, I don't think they did it again until five. Yeah, that's like the most they, recent one. Yeah. Yeah. And they like they like had some good ones but then like five is so fun again mm-hmm. and it's like and they're then the new mechanics feel like it's embracing the system of the time and like they're doing everything with you know what i mean like yeah. it seems like they like embodied the same spirit of the creation of that first one hmm. but it like took took some you know some misses yeah uh Man. and not and not full misses like i, I actually really love i pretty much love the whole series yeah uh, I just like some less than yeah. others. So have you played the most of the games in the series, at least since Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation? The only one that I really truly haven't played much of and then like uh, um, talking about it, I, I realized like, oh, I did play a little bit of it was four. Mm. Um, but I've played all of them. Okay. Um, yeah. Man. But there's so many uh, little like uh, splinter games too that yeah. came out of like the... Oh, um, Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, there's so many. There's so much like Metal Gear spin-off games yeah. and stuff. Uh there's a couple that are just like all VR missions or all Oh. Um yeah. They're huh. like whereas like I don't give a shit about that, but yeah. uh but like, you know, cool or yeah. You know, good, good, good It's cool for, that that options out there for whoever yeah. all of you weirdos for you, playing that. Weird for you freaks. <laughs> <laughs> um uh Yeah, obviously do you remember I guess a question I want to ask mm-hmm. is, and this might, I don't know if you're going to remember because it's kind of like a haze even remembering when you got the game, but mm-hmm. do you, had you beaten games before this by yourself or is this like the one of the first games you beat? I had beaten games before. Um, nice, by the way. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, um, I mean, this one was like a, I replayed this one. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe it. It's slightly different yeah. than like I've beaten games, but like I played Metal Gear Solid over and over. Yeah. I wanted all the like special items. I wanted to go through again with the bandana and the camo and the like, I wanted to experience all the secrets and you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I like wanted everything the game had to offer. Uh, which is crazy to me. So pretty- thinking back on that, like I, I don't, I, I like even in recent times, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what game I would do that with, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. even if I loved it, 
Like totally. Would I go back all the way through the game, almost like not even almost more intricately? Yeah. Than the first playthrough because you're just a obli- you know you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Now you do. Now you have a full knowledge of it. And now you're gonna go through the game like fine tooth comb. Yeah. Every little area. That's crazy. To find be. all the yeah. ammo, the yeah. upgrades. Yeah. Yeah, there. I have games like that too in my life. I have a few, definitely a few that I'll just like roll back. It's like it's like Will Smith in the rewind video. Like, <laughs> let's. What does he say? Rewind. <laughs> I should probably know the reference before I start it. <laughs> no, you killed. Uh, you killed it. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. But yeah, I have games like that in my life that are just I I don't kept diving back yeah. into. This, this for this was a defining game for me. This was the first time that I was like, run it back. Yeah, run that whole game back. Wow. Um, was kind of like I feel we're pretty much reaching the end of like most of the most of the dis- big discussion part of this. But mm. was there is there anything that uh. W- if you could put into words or at least just like think about like what really, and you kind of already have been doing this as we going on, but like, yeah. is there anything else you want to say about this game or like what made it special to you? Or even if you just want to underline something we've already, you've already said, like, what do you love about it? What, like, do you know what it is that like, I mean, do you have any itch even today being like, I kind of want to replay this game right Yes, now. I do. <laughs> even like uh, getting to play it uh, just bit, now. I'm sorry for teasing you so bad. No, not at all. Uh, I, I, yeah, just playing it just now. I was like, oh yeah, I love this game. Yeah. So much. Uh, but it, it did, it did a, a ton of things that I really love in games. Um, I love an esoteric, like secret collection of bosses mm-hmm. that oh you, yeah like, i love that i love that as like a, a thing and they tease them in the intro to the game which i didn't realize i was gonna get to fight all i should have realized that but you meet all of these yeah. people oh yeah uh that's like all the foxhound yeah re- rebels yeah um i think it's like uh the joy of um in recent memory or, or you know just games like sec secular like yeah. did, did it you know anything that's where it's like this mountain of a character that you have to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something so satisfying of the tease of it. Where Sekiro, you kind of like discover them organically. Metal Gear lays it all out there. Yeah. They're like, hey man, here's this thing, Foxhound. And yeah. here's, here, you know. This is Ocelot Revolt. Right. You don't like. He's got a gun and his name's Ocelot. Yeah. Like, but it's like, you, you know, only know like one thing at yeah. first. Or you only see him a little. You know, you see Liquid Snake going up the hell, you know, like. All these bosses we're learning, really dateable. Yeah. So dateable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they just leak just the, they let you know just what you need to know about it. them. That's it. The entrance there. Like, anyway. <laughs> Whatever's uh, I'm doing a lot of cool shit. Anyway, I'll see you. Maybe maybe I won't. <laughs> They're all way know. too cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I that's like something. So that that mechanic is so mm-hmm. satisfying to me. Yeah. Um, and it's not. They're not the only game that does that, but they do it so well. Uh, and and have always stuck to that as like a kind of rubric. I think every game does that. All the Metal Gears yeah. do that, where they're like, okay, Here, here's the here's the. Here's the ragtag bunch yeah. that you gotta like. Uh, Ooh, oh, that's fun! Looking forward to the new bosses every yeah, game. Like, yeah. I mean, I look. Of course, I, 
I don't want the listeners to think I don't look forward to a good boss because I do. But <laughs> oh that my is, god, that is, is that what you guys thought? Right? No, I, I like I like bosses. I'm not scared of them. Uh, <laughs> maybe I am. But that's really cool. Uh, there, because there are like other games that I look forward to playing for certain reasons. That's a fun one. Yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big one for me. I think uh, that the fact that it is very, as you uh, mentioned, so cinematic, mm-hmm. so like. It's like framed well. Yeah. It feels like a, you know, someone behind a camera. It's like when characters are talking to each other, like it's everything is. Yeah. uh, And I I just, I don't remember a game doing that before, Mm -hmm. before Metal Gear. Now it's kind of, it's commonplace a little bit. You know, you see, you like, uh, even I'm playing through um, The Last of Us right now. Yes. And it's just like cinematic. It's very Uh like, it feels like, okay, but it's like. Oh, had, Joel and Ellie. Had there <laughs> had there been no Metal Gear, would we you know would we have gotten there? Would would it kind of remain you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really, it pushed the video game culture. It really like advanced us and like ma- like. And so suddenly it feels yeah. like just looking back and playing this game because, like I said, I expected it to be like maybe the earlier games that were on like the NES or the other other ones that came out, the Metal Gear games, and to not be very good and to be like like any of the games i will visit like i'll open up the nes library on the switch and i'm i will start to play a game so i'm like i don't know what this is and be done with it this game i want to keep playing yeah because it's good and fun yes and yeah it, and yeah sets the bar really high yeah um oh one thing i wanted to bring up before because yes. i because i we, we teased this earlier uh was uh i think this game is really interesting i think the world is so cool the bosses are so cool the characters are interesting um it's funny that it all follows like snake who's who's like a at least from what i have seen so far kind of a generic generic e-hero sure like he's like he works alone and he doesn't get involved with other yes, people yes you almost like should hate him yeah. or something you but should you just be like mm, okay truthfully oh <laughs> uh, you you sh- it, that's how it feels yeah, uh, yeah yeah but what i noticed especially after one of the big boss fights in this game is the Psycho Mantis. Oh, yes. Which, that's the most recent boss that I beat. I'm on my way to mm-hmm. get the sniper rifle, as we said, and fight uh, the sniper wolf or whatever. Yes. Um, but that battle, after the end, the cutscene with Psycho Mantis, where he's talking about himself, and he's talking about what he was doing, and how him giving Snake some information is the first time he's helped someone, and as he's dying, he's like, it feels nice it's a little <laughs> cheesy but it's also really beautiful <laughs> of course like the whole time it's happening so like the words are coming out so slowly he from just him. would have been a really good dude if he had helped yeah. somebody earlier right it's the first it's like is that the first time you ever did anything good but yeah. i thought that was when that was happening i was like wow uh it i, I said wow uh, it really did blow me away a little bit i was like wow the world they've created around just this idea of this like special ops espionage like pretty standard guy going through this game is really cool yeah like the bosses are what were fun for me was what made them special and yes different. yeah 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 for sure Ugh. and what a that mechanic there's also two ways to beat him let's talk about it uh jeremy told me which is why i was able to beat him yesterday before we oh uh, he spilled the beans <laughs> but, uh, for you? but i know now and i i know now but. i will say i um i wish i was smart enough to have figured it out on my mm-hmm. own what i did do is died so many times maybe this happened to you Mm-mm. if you die enough times uh 
you'll get a call. I think it's a call from Campbell. You, you know about this? I do. And and he'll he'll tell you about the statues in mm-hmm. the room. You know about? Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm ashamed to say that. But that's well, how I beat it. So first, what, is, what does he tell you though? For those out there who don't know. Oh, uh, I think it's something like you like shoot their faces. Yeah, off, you think. shoot their yeah something <laughs> like that, or like there's something covering them yeah. or something. Cause I don't remember exactly. I just remember like the game being like, "All right, you dummy." Yeah. Like <laughs> here's how you beat it. Yes. Uh, and then uh, and then I definitely lied to my friends and was like, "Yeah, just." Unplug the controller and put it in slot two, you <laughs> fucking idiot, dummies. Uh, but no, I, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't That's sharp okay. enough. I didn't figure that That's shit fine. out. That's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, Psychomantis in the game like controls your mind, so or he yes. like, can read your mind. He so can he read knows. Your- He'll read your memory card yeah. to you. Oh, that's what he was telling me. He'll like be like, oh, I see you like Castlevania yes. or something. It's only other Konami games, I think, is yeah. like his thing. Uh, but that's like a cool... That was a really cool thing they did too, which is like unplug your controller and plug it into the second port yeah. to beat what this boss. Fuck? Like what games do shit like that, Man, that e- ever like, anymore? Any Like ever. This game is... It's like it's wild. If it was a roman- potential romantic partner, man, it had it all going on. Yeah, God. Um, it's crazy. So that uh, yeah, was there any last thoughts about the game before we do a couple quick fun things and then roll out of here that you wanted to say? Um, nah, I cool. just love it. Great, with love all it. my heart. Uh, that works totally fine for me. Yeah. So uh, after that, uh, let's. Go ahead, and I want to do a couple fun things. Uh, this is a segment pitch by Jeremy. I always like to give you credit Ooh, for it because I didn't come wait. up with it. But it's the quiz me by your game segment. Okay. Uh, the So we're going to do a little Metal Gear quiz for you. Oh, man. First question. Yes. Is what year does the game take place? <laughs> because I, when I found that out, I was like, oh, okay. What I had no idea. What year does the game take place? Well, there's like technology. There's like there electricity. Um, it doesn't exist in like some alternate universe. It's like in um, it's in America, uh, Alaska, Alaska. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say like eighties. You know. It's 2005. What? <laughs> I know, right? The game comes out in 98, but it's placed seven years later. Yeah. Uh, next question. Cool. <laughs> uh, I've got two more, two more quiz questions. I'll make them quick. Uh, I'll tell you that Snake was actually, the character and the model itself was modeled after three famous men. Yes. Can you name any of them? Um, there, I'll say there are three that I found. Uh, uh, Escape from L.A., uh, what's his name? Is that Jean Claude Van Damme? No, no, no. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, Jean Claude well, Van Damme. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> his name in the movie in Escape from New York is Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken. That's yes, what I was thinking. There we are. Uh, so I knew that one for sure. Mm-hmm. And also Jean Claude Van Damme. I didn't totally just steal that from you. Slipping. You're uh, so slipping up. You knew. It. Uh, uh, you said three people. Yeah. This one, you're not gonna get the you're last right, one. You're right. The last uh, one. But I'll, I'll take a stab at Jeremy? it. I'll take a stab at it. Yeah. Go for it. Um. Will Smith. No. <laughs> but that's the second time we've referred to Will Smith on this podcast. Great. Ooh, <laughs> you're not getting a third. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would. He would. That'd be tight. Um, it's, uh, I guess they modeled his face after Christopher Walken. 
Yeah. Okay. Would have never seen that coming. Okay. Uh, and the last one was, uh, do you know Snake's real name? His first name? Well, he's a clone. Yes. So do I know Big Boss's real name? Or do I know Snake's? Do you know Snake's name? real name? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Hey. Uh, no, hey. I, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you do know? Yeah. You want me to say what you know? No, I know it. You do? Yeah. You want me to say Yeah, it? I do. It's Eugene. Man, what if? That would take <laughs> yeah. the wind out of this game sales. I don't know. Uh, his name is Dave, and Octacon, uh, Hal Emmerich, who is the who's the uh, scientist you meet in the game yes. after you beat yes, Ninja. Yes. Uh, his name is Hal, so mm-hmm. they're Dave and Hal, which is a reference to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, so that's the end of the Quiz Me By Your Game uh, I segment. failed. Hey, it's okay. No <laughs> one's ever going to... It's just for fun. <laughs> it's just designed for um, failure. The last thing I do, as you know, this is uh, this is a very special game to you, but yes. you need to move on in your life to something new, mm-hmm. just like uh, how in the movie Elio has to move on to something new, mm-hmm. uh, someone new. Uh, I've got a couple recommendations. If you want something different, um, but in a similar vein, this probably won't surprise you based off what I said earlier, but I'd recommend Metroid Fusion because to me this felt a little bit like a Metroid game mm. where you're working through parts of the level. Sure. The last one, out of left field, recommendation would be Dream Daddy, which is the daddy dating simulator. Snake is kind of a hot zaddy, <laughs> and I think this game is completely different than Metal Gear Solid, but... You know, maybe there's a little maybe dream, a little, daddy. Yeah, huh? okay. That's my recommendation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Before we go, as we're wrapping up, is there yeah. anything you want to plug? Plug, plug away, my friend. Okay. Uh. Well, the laundry. My list. name is Mikey Stevens. I'm an LA-based comedian. I perform at the UCB Theater sometimes with a Herald team called Bitchin'. So come out to Herald Night, see that team. Very funny, very fun team. I'm also in a, a, a sketch comedy group called Wellington. Uh, we just dropped our first video. It's called Sunglasses. Uh, it's I loved it. It's dumb as hell uh, and great. And we love it, and we hope you love it too. You can find us on the stuff, Wellington Comedy. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. That'll do it. Um, this podcast is produced produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt of the Schmidtcast Network. As we're we're just gonna say yeah, that yeah. I should have asked you before. Uh, you can find Jeremy on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime on Instagram at Scare Me Schmidt. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Connor uh, underscore McCabe, and you can also find me on Harold Night, just like Mikey, uh, with the Harold Team Jet Set at the UCB Theater. Um, that will do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. Mikey, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Stay tuned. (laughs)